Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 25, Flaky Shades. Cammy wasn't there. Plus, I forgot to pick up the van I said I'd get. The whole day sucked Gorilla Mound. I know. Forgetting the van made me a dick. There's no escaping it. Mea culpa. But being a dick wasn't totally my fault. See, when I get up in the morning, it isn't like when Parp gets up. When Parp gets up, he just has to shave and brush his teeth and split. Me, on the other hand, I have to do that fighting for the bathroom shtick with two sons and a wife who's really pissed because I can't convince her I didn't know all along that I'd have to do this for three days instead of one. I'm a producer, hon. Parp begged me and fuck, I, I couldn't say no. She sipped at her coffee and said nothing like my reasoning wasn't good enough to deserve an audible reply. When we were younger and she pouted like that, I always ended up begging her to engage, you know? Stop making me guess what you think! I guess you can say no to me and your kids, though, she finally said. You can say no to your family on a Sunday. Gotta go. You're not leaving until you explain to your children why they don't get a father this weekend. I'll explain when I get home. You'll explain now. Why are you going, Daddy? Harry asked. Don't I get to ride on your shoulders to church? He started to sob. Then Sammy started blubbering. Jesus, what a pair of pussies. I started to explain it to them, but I figured out fast that a cheap bribe would be quicker and easier. Hey boys, I'll tell you, when I get home, Chinese pizza. Yay! I made for the door while Junior muttered something with that flat ass sound. You know, like asshole or bastard. That's what I had to go through to get downtown to Viders. It's why I forgot all about the van until I was approximately five steps away from the front door of Viders Club. I figured I'd go back uptown and get the damn thing, but since that would make me an extra hour late, I walked into Viders to find Parp and tell him what I was up to. He was standing with Bang and Whispers and some of the crew and George Viter at the piano over by the stage where they'd cleared a lot of tables away. A few yards beyond them, a bunch of guys were hanging another green screen while the assistant director Dyke watched and screamed out stuff like, I still see a shadow, retard! I told Parp I screwed the pooch van-wise and that I'd be back in an hour and plop the keys in his hand, but it turned out he'd sent somebody to get it already. Oh, I said. So, you just assumed I screwed up? We gave it a half hour, then pretty much the consensus was, yeah, Paul screwed up. You just missed Terry. He split like three minutes ago. Terry was the kid they sent uptown on the subway to get the van. I kind of resent that, I said. You couldn't pick up the phone and call me? Tried that, Whispers jumped in. Junior picked up. I winced. Okay, so I forgot the van and the phone. Whispers saw the wince. Ha <laughs> ha! He laughed. 
He started to slow clap with his hands cupped so the sound would boom. What an asshole. Then Parp and Fighter just started laughing really hard and when Bang saw Fighter laughing, he joined in with that goose honk of his. I was outnumbered so I added in a gig cackle. Self-deprecating. Again. You know you can't be trusted, Paul, Viter said. I almost never see Viter anymore, but when I do see him, he always talks to me like he just saw me yesterday. Well, I'll get it tomorrow. They laughed some more. It was starting to piss me off. For real, I said. They stopped laughing in there somewhere, and Parp told me they'd let me off the hook, and all would be forgiven if right now I would take one of the cars and drive out to Long Island to get Belinda the photographer. I thought Cammie was her ride, I said. Cameron can't make it today, Parp said when we were alone on the sidewalk on the way to the car. She just called. So... The whole producer thing? All for naught, he said. But she says she'll be on the set tomorrow. Okay, so tomorrow. Same deal. You give back your check from yesterday and you're a producer all three days. So you want to hang around today? May as well. It's either this or church. Parp gave me the keys and Belinda's address. It was going to be a three-hour round trip. She can't take the train? She has a weird thing about trains and elevators. And just like that, he turned around and walked back to Viter's. No thank you, no goodbye. Just turned around and split like it was my job to show for cunt for him. That's when it hit me. My delayed reaction to the news Cammy wasn't going to be there. I'd fought the wife and the boohooing brats and got here, and now it was going to be another agonizing 24 hours before I had another shot at her, and there was no guarantee she wouldn't just decide to sleep in tomorrow, too. Flaky Shades of Moira Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2013 to 2015, by Dan Wrench.